again. Welcome to the show. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. And this is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. I don't see any curtains behind me this time. I'm Scott <laughs> Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this each and every day as we work vigilantly to help you guys in that journey to head back to the window. Scott, if I had my, if this was my own show and I wasn't doing it for a company, I would have taken the hit and played Spirit in the Sky for you. Because I know you had a wonderful experience flying home from Las Vegas on Spirit Airline. How'd that go for you, buddy? The flights themselves could have been worse, so the pilots were okay. However, I was not aware of the bag procedure <laughs> for Spirit Airlines. Do you know this bag procedure? I know it sucks. I'll, I'll tell you my Spirit story in a minute, but go ahead. Okay, so I showed up at the gate doing my usual thing. I have the backpack and I have the roll-on suitcase I'll bring on the plane, right? Uh-huh. So I walk up to the gate and they're like, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, I, so I asked them, is this going to fit on top of the plane? They said, yeah. On top of on top of the plane? On, you know what I mean? On, yeah. on top of the whatever. And they said, uh, yeah, it should. That'll be $84. Uh-huh. I'm like, you just told me that it can go on the plane. They're like, it can. That'll be $84. I'm like, so how much does it cost to check it? They said $84. I'm like, you're telling me it's the same amount for both? They said, yeah, but there was like no disclosure regarding that amount. So I just said, screw it. And my gate got moved at the last minute because the (laughs) gate that it was supposed to be at had a flight from Detroit that got delayed for like maybe a day and a half. (laughs) And there was like a borderline riot that was about to start at the gate. So there was a lot going on for Spirit. It's not for me. But, you know, yeah. at least they didn't crash the plane. So it could be worse. <laughs> Very I guess. good. Bronco Devil said, hope you're all in good spirits today. <laughs> and just in case you thought he was being, uh, you thought it was just a coincidence, he capitalized spirits. So beautiful, yeah. beautifully done, Bronco Devil. What's your story? With uh, my daughter flew when, when she was, uh, she would fly from Kansas City to Colorado a lot. And she never had a flight that she didn't bitch about spirit. And I knew they charged for everything. I knew like every bag was fucking outrageously. You pay like $3 for the flight and then everything else costs a hundred dollars. That was the thing though. So if I was comparing the actual prices, it would have been an extra 300 for another airline. So I paid an extra 90 with the bag. So I guess I still technically saved like 170, but like 130 bucks. It's a plus EV play, but it was definitely an annoying experience. Let's put it that way. Michael dose in the house. JC stone. Wouldn't know if Mike Tyson was on your flight. He was not. Uh, Big X says, "What's up?" Said prayers for all the Texas families. Um, I got to. I got to tell you, Scott. We were talking about before the show. I have a daughter. I have a granddaughter that's almost ten, and uh, mm-hmm. I was absolutely fucking gutted yesterday. Just, uh, I'm glad we took a break from not doing total chaos and doing it today. I was in no shape to do it. It was. It went really. That went really, really, really hit hard. It was. It's awful, and I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. I know that uh, both sides of the aisle use it to uh to further their cause. I don't care for that. Um, but I think fuck, I think a reasonable country should be able to come together and figure out something to do. And I, I don't know what it is, but goddamn, this this can't fucking go on. So anyway, yes, prayers thanks thanks Big X for bringing that up. Um absolutely true. So um uh Bill Moore, oh a little watching a little tennis uh, watching a little tennis uh Foganini. Is that right? Yep. I had that in my Twitter things you can't gamble on in Vegas, but this would be my parlay anyway. Right. I hit the fir- I hit the first day. Second day I posted a two pick for about plus one. I think it was one forty nine. I yep. think something like that. I won the first one. 
Second one, Fognini. I need him to win one set. And he is up 5-2 with two breaks in the second set. Loses the set. Uh Then he goes into the third. He goes down, and he quits. So the play gets voided. The play got voided. I actually won. It got reduced to a straight bet. But I'm guessing Bill had his opponent on the spread because since Fognini retired, that got voided. Yeah. David, the Italian, uh, throwing out a little uh, props to you for your, uh, I'm assuming, your tennis parlay. So, uh, No, I had like four separate parlays over the weekend that I shared that all won. I had the... Oh, look at you. I had the tennis parlay that I posted that was like plus 262, which cashed. I had the 17 to 1 parlay that I gave out on the air. Of, and then I also had a podcast appearance yesterday where I gave out a 13 to 1 parlay and that also hit. So, yeah, I had a pretty good weekend in Vegas. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Uh, Bronco Devil says, you need a Vegas story that didn't stay in Vegas. You got any good stories? You hook up with anybody? Well, the story I have is my wallet because it was a lot heavier when I came back from Vegas than when I left originally. Does that count? That's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, Bill said, yeah, he had uh, Fognini's opponent at plus 100. Uh, JC Stone. Well, the, mon- the money line stuff in in like FanDuel, DraftKings, et cetera, that should all cash. The issue is the spread. So maybe you're using a local, but usually if you're a set into a tennis match and one guy withdraws, usually it's still great. Uh, Super Slice says if Corda wins, he wins 150. That's beautiful. Well, he's up two sets to nothing. I mean, the issue with Corda is he's a choker. So we'll see what happens. But Gasquet is older. You're hoping he just doesn't have the stamina. Corda should win. But he has a history of, let's just say, coming up a little bit small in big moments. Michael says those 17-1 to parlays will pay for that luggage handling. It's not how we look at it, man. We, yeah. we have that to, or the 13-1. to We reserve the right to bitch about everything. You know what's crazy, though? I came when, As soon as I landed, I ended up getting an Uber because, you know, how else am I supposed to get around? Right. It was an 80 bucks for an Uber. Where did you, you go to JFK or LaGuardia? It was LaGuardia. LaGuardia to my apartment apparently was 80 bucks. Queens to Brooklyn at 80 bucks? I know. That's it a... really called me off guard. I thought it'd be around like 50. That sounds 40. a little steep, man. Uh, Bronco Devil says Spirit charge you for that fat wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Hey guys, don't forget, we'd appreciate it if you'd uh, take a minute and smash that thumb, give us the like, subscribe to both the channels, the Winners and Winers YouTube channel and the Max Wagers Network YouTube channel. A lot of great shows over on the Max Wagers Network. Of course, not just our show, not just me and Chris, but you've got um, you got Sean Higgs at uh, 12 o'clock doing Midday Money, Allie Burns, 1 o'clock doing Morning Wood, me and Chris, me and Scott, Sean Miller doing soccer at 4 o'clock, and, of course, Tim Earl, Nick Earl, and Detroit Lenny bringing it all home with Game Time Decision at 5. So check all those out. Check out the great deal that we've got with our partners over there at Caesars Sportsbook, $1,100 of first bet insurance. If you've got that tennis play, if you've got that lock, you want to play it? You want to step up your game a little bit, play a little more than you usually would? This is a great opportunity to do so because Caesars will guarantee your first bet up to $1,100. If you lose it, they will make it right. If you win, hell, you're probably hitting a 13-1 to parlay anyway. So what the hell? Let it let her rip. And uh, you got to use the code. Of course, ATS wins Caesar, CZR. And you must use the link that is in the description of this video as well. And if you're looking for even more great plays, I've got my premium plays available. That link is in the show description uh, to go along with everything else. Scott, what I forget? Uh, I think you pretty much covered everything. We already did, the preakness already happened, so we don't have a. You, we had a guide for that, but that doesn't matter. That's anymore. right. 
Uh, yeah, we got the Belmont in a couple of months. Does mm -hmm. that count? Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Dose says both you guys looking Johnny Cash today. Uh, if you. if you go down a little further, I'm actually like tropical. I'm like tropical Cash. I got a little uh, little palm tree thing going. Are you Tommy Bahama Cash? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Are you uh, are you just black right there? You just that's yep. just black shirt, black on black. Mm -hmm. All right, Lexi Steele in the house. Uh, Jerry Glanville. Yep, I'll take that. I leave tickets for Elvis for before every show, in case Elvis. Are you going to see the Elvis it. movie? I saw that there was a preview for it the other day. Uh, yeah, I've heard mixed reviews, but I'm, I'm sure I'll watch it. I'm kind of fascinated by the Elvis. I'm stuff. assuming it'll be somewhere in between the Bohemian Rhapsody movie and the Rocket Man movie. I heard the Rocket Man movie was not very good. Uh, I heard I, the I, I, I saw the Queen it. one. I thought the Queen was was good. So probably somewhere in the middle. I can't say I've ever been a big Elvis guy. Not an Elvis so guy. So I don't really have that much of an interest in it. But if you make the movie well, then maybe I'll watch it. You know? Yeah. Bronco says, look like you're going to a funeral. For the bookmakers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, We're going to bury those motherfuckers today. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's find out what happened yesterday, Scott. Let's find out who got buried. and Let's find out who got beat. The winners, the whiners. You know who you are. Uh, you had those... Uh, you had those tickets, and maybe you even uh, maybe you even thought you had a winner. Maybe you were playing that. Uh, maybe you're playing that uh, San Francisco um, Mets game out there, where everybody thought they had a winner at some point in that game. But uh, yeah, we're gonna find it. We're gonna find out, Scott. Let's check out the Hump Day edition. You know it, you love it. Is it the? It's a. We call it America's fastest growing segment. Uh, people people love it. So let's <laughs> let's do it. Let's find out. Who's got to pick out that Nokia flip phone and call the cops? All right. Very good, man. If you're playing those Nerfies, playing the Nerfies, had a little Orioles, Yankees, Nerfie. You look good for the first five outs. Uh, bottom of the first. Nobody on base. One and two count to Rizzo. What'd Rizzo do, buddy? What'd Rizzo do to you? He went yard. We went yard. That's right. Yankees won nothing after one. Put that nerfy away and tear it up. Yeah, call, and call looking the at the Phillies on the money line against the Braves, they led five to four, entering the bottom of the ninth. Can you remind me how has Philadelphia's bullpen been for the last couple of years? They have not been good, Scott. Not good at all. They weren't good yesterday either because Atlanta scored two runs in the bottom of the ninth, including a walk-off RBI single. Philadelphia lost six to five. Oh, bring the gas cans in, boys. We're going to need you. And finally, in a game I alluded to, if you had the Mets on the money line against the Giants, back and forth affair. There was there was joy. There was despair. There was it ran the gamut. So you'll laugh, you'll cry. There was the gamut of emotions. And finally, the Mets came to take a lead, 12-11, into the bottom of the ninth. Two outs. How about back-to-back -back RBI singles, Giants? Walk it off. Mets lose 13-12. That one's got to sting. Whether you were a Met or whether you had them on the money line, either way, for God's sakes, call the cops. Well, because you were dead to rights. They were down, what was it, 8-2? to two Oh, yeah. Way through the game? Yeah. Came all the way back, and then, yeah, Diaz blew the game. So. Yeah. Came back, took the lead. Took the, they, were, they were up 11-8, to eight, right? Yep. Yeah. Was... They came all the way back. Then I know Peterson had the big three-run homer in the eighth. And then the Mets scored one in the ninth, and Diaz blew it in the bottom of the ninth. Brutal. Brutal bullpen. For God's sakes, get a bullpen. Uh, there was some good news out there. This was uh, probably anybody that, you know, had your bet, Scott. Nice, easy victories, those kinds uh, you don't even have to worry about. 
Hey, maybe you're on Spirit Airlines flying back from Vegas. Whatever it was, you were able to relax. You were able to sit back and uh, maybe have a drink or something because you were sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one in the NBA, if you had the Mavericks against the Warriors, yeah, it was pretty easy because the Mavericks led by 15 points at half and they won by 10. So whether you had them on the money line, the spread, really anything, I feel like Dallas covered pretty much every single thing except for the fourth quarter. Yep. Yep, absolutely true. Um, if you had the Rangers hockey on the money line against the Hurricanes, 2 nothing after the first period, they end up winning that one to 4-1 to one, and no sweat at all. And the last one, if you had the over 8.5 in the Cubs-Reds game, you had Stroman against Molly. So it was over before it even started. You had 12 runs in the first five innings, and the game landed 15. Mm, yeah, those are those are nice easy, those are nice wins, man. That's a great thing about an over is it's it's done, it's locked. Once it's over, the occasional rain del- the occasional rain cancellation will kill you. But yeah, that's okay. That's that's very true. All right, so there was some pretty sharp lines yesterday, Scott. We talked about that, but there were some uh, there was a couple of head scratchers, and no nowhere more so in than in this game. Let's find out. Who's passing around the bottle of Jack Daniels behind the scenes at the sportsbook, man? Because the odds makers look kind of look like uh, maybe when it came to this game, they were a little bit drunk. Yeah, so this is the uh, Boston Red Sox and the White Sox. Red Sox yesterday, Scott, plus 140 underdogs. Could you explain that one to me? So they thought Chicago would win more often than Chicago would lose in that situation. And slow, they were wrong. Slow down. I'm writing this down. I know. Just making sure you got that. So, so they thought if thought they... Chicago would score more runs than Boston over the course of a nine-inning game. I see. Okay. So they thought if they played this game, for example, 12 times, they would win more than seven to make that a profitable yeah, play. Give or take. Okay. Very good. Well, you know what? They're wrong, Scott, because the uh, the uh, the Red Sox, they got out to an early lead, and they didn't stop. They led seven to zip after three innings. No mercy rules in the major leagues uh, because if there would have been one, this game would have been over earlier than that. Boston ended up winning 16-3. to Oddsmakers, so, what are you doing? Yeah. A 140 underdog won by 13 runs. That's exactly right. So That's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good right there, Skeeter. So, are you right. surprised at all how awful the White Sox have been? Yes. Yes, I mean, you and I talked about them going under their win total, but it was like, what, 92 and a half or something? That was my favorite play for the division. Yeah. But once again, I expected them to still win around 89, 88. I just thought the number was a little high, but you can argue injuries have been a factor. Truth is, how many people have the White Sox actually lost? I know you lost Jimenez. Who else have you lost? Uh, I mean, your was... team offensively has been okay. Deep. Pitching-wise, you have not been very good. Keiko's been and, awful. Um, I was going to say, is that injury-based, or is that just people either regressing or just not being very good? Because Hendricks isn't hurt. He's just been awful. He's been awful. Uh, Kopech has been good. That that yeah. tra- that transition from the bullpen. I'm saying you you traded away uh, your backup closer in Kimbrel. Right. So, like, I, I don't think it's really injuries. I just think the team isn't very good. I don't think LaRousse is helping matters, but, you know, just throwing it out there. Well, Moncada's uh, been hurt, too. How valuable do you think Moncada is? Do you think he's worth like whatever amount of wins to get Chicago back on track? Probably not. Yeah, no. I'm just well. You just wanted to know who's who. Yeah, I didn't mention Moncada. That's true, but I forgot about him. But the point is, for the most part, they've been relatively healthy. Yeah, and yet they just can't pitch. No, that's 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 the problem. The offense has been okay, but 
And that was, in fairness, when we did the preview show, that was the questions that we had was about this Chicago pitching staff. How good are they really going to be? And the question is, not very. Uh, I'm glad because that's about the only thing I've hit in that division. Uh, the Royals and Tigers over. That looks like it's in trouble. Um, I think we have the Indians under or the Guardians under, so we might get there. Uh, we like the under on the Guardians. I know that I liked the Twins over. I, I might have gone against Barely. Yeah. I think you went under. I think I did. But I know we disagreed on the Twins. Yeah. But my favorite one was the White Sox under. I thought the total was too high. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, let's see. I'll check in with the uh, comment section here. Uh, is it at least a nerfy uh, is over like a Band-Aid? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Got the uh, oh the Warriors on the third leg of a parlay. Painful. Yeah, I could see that. Hey, Joan in the house. What's up, Joan? Uh, how'd your parlay fan out? Did uh, Your parlay fanned out pretty well, didn't it, Scott? Well, I had every parlay I had over the weekend, so yeah, it was a pretty good experience. Yeah, Brock goes to priceless info from Reichel. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, it's back in black. Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to start coordinating, Scott, because it's be this has become a thing. I didn't know it was going to be a thing, but I just, I, I have my, my shirts. My Hawaiian shirts and the cleaners. I have my shirts lined up in order in my closet, so I just, I know that the order I wear them in, and this just was just. I line them up in a drawer. I don't go in order per se, but I keep tabs on which ones I just wore and which ones I haven't worn in like a week. Right, so. right, yeah, very good. Uh, they do have they do have Jackie Robinson. Yeah, Anderson's been okay, you know. Oh, can't no. field. It's one of the worst fielding shortstops in the league. Not ideal. Not ideal. But he can hit. Hey, Zwa Carter checking in. What's up, buddy? Good to see, good to see you in the house. Um, Scott, let's talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little playoffs tonight. Playoffs. Playoffs. First of all, we'll, uh, uh, maybe Scott Jr. should be hearing Joe oh, shit. Shots fired. Shots fired indeed. Um, <laughs> hope he's not watching. Um, <laughs> that screenshot. Boom. All right, let's start hockey. Avalanche, Blues. Series is over. It's over. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what angle you can even have for St. Louis besides hoping that either Huso's very good, which I don't see happening, right? or you have a situation where Kempfer sucks. I think the second, uh, uh, I'd say the second option is more likely than the first, but still not very likely. The issue besides the fact that Bennington was the only equalizing factor between two mismatched teams, now Kadri's just in their head. If you were watching the game where he had a hat trick last time out, there were a bunch of cheap shots after the whistle from the Blues players right. on Kadri, etc. It feels like the result of actual like wins and losses are kind of secondary at this point because they're so annoyed at Kadri for basically ruining their chances to win the series right. that they're having like a separate battle and they're spending other amounts of mental energy on trying to injure Kadri. Good luck with that. I'm going with Colorado. They've consistently been able to produce offensively ever since Bennington went out. I don't see that changing. Perron should have been suspended, to be honest, for the next game, but he's not, so we'll be in the lineup. But I'm going to go with the Avalanche, and I'll go with the over. I like the over anyway because the Avalanche might walk into four or five. But with elimination games, you have even more aggressive goalie pulling in some of these spots. I got to go with the over. I think the Avalanche probably get the five. You? 
yeah, I'm I'm the same I'm the same way. Uh, the my my problem with the over uh, I like I like the I, I like the abs. I like them on the I like them in regulation minus one and a half. I think they'll win the game five two, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's that because that's what I asked Chris. I said for this game to get over, how many goals do you have to have out of the Avalanche? Probably four or five. Yeah, it's oh minimum of four for sure. Yeah. Probably probably five. Um, I just don't, yeah, I just don't know how much the, the blues are going to be able to contribute. I see two max. because They that's... can give you three in normal situations. Then you could probably bank on an empty net or two to yeah. help. So we'll see. But based on everything that's happened and how the series has progressed and all the cadre stuff that happened and the fact that he went for a hat trick the game after and the blues were just actively trying to decapitate him. It feels like the Blues' priorities might be a little bit mangled at this point in time. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. Is uh, it to have a, a bit of a too much of a personal vendetta instead of focusing on actually winning the damn series? I told Chris I wish uh, I wish Cotter would have brought like his own squid under his sweater, and when he scored yeah. the third goal, just fucking winged it into the crowd. I think that would have been excellent. But squids uh, are a, a Red Wings thing, but still. I know, I know, but still, um, you can throw a catfish on there if that helps. <laughs> Sure. The National Predators. Uh, any any sort of fish. Any maybe yeah. he could have he could have done his own thing. So, but no krakens. No krakens. No krakens at all. Uh, James likes the over six and a half as well. Uh, Zwa Carter's on the Heat tonight. Jojo Rabbit's on the Celtics first quarter. Total score over one ninety three and a half. Well, do you want to transition to the yeah. other playoff game? Yeah, I guess we should. So we're we already agree on the Avalanche. I mean, I I can't make a case for St. Louis. Yeah. I really just can't. No, I, and again, it could happen. It's sports, you know. As they, as they say, those guys on the other side get paid too. But I think I think this one is already lost in the head of the St. Louis Blues. I really do. For me, it it, it looks a little bit not of course different circumstances, but it reminds me a lot of the Flames game yesterday. We talked about. Somebody asked in the comment section, what did they think about the Flames in a parlay? And I said, I hated it because I don't trust Markstrom. And I look around and Edmonton has the more talented guys. And how did that work out? Smith gave up a goal from 130 feet. They still won the game because Markstrom sucked again. He gave up a goal in the first shot of the game because he handed the puck away for a free goal. The thing is, if you have two goalies that aren't great, and right now Kempfer's okay, Huso has not been very good. Right. So if you already have a massive advantage in goal and your overall lines are better than the other team, then you really need a lot to go your way in favor of St. Louis to win this game. Kind of like how you needed a lot to go in favor of of uh, Calgary yesterday, and you got it. You got the goal from 130 feet, but it didn't matter because Edmonton's just the better team right now, Yep, and they have the better goalie. Despite giving up a goal from that far out, Smith has been much better than Markstrom. It's not really close. Do you have any qualms about playing the puck line in this one? No. I, I think if you want to be safe, you can take regulation. But if you're in regulation, then you have an empty net chance automatically anyway, barring like a 10-second left goal. But, you know, I, I do think the Avalanche win probably by two, three goals. I think getting a dollar forty-five value makes it an autoplay. I think it does, too. I, I really just think the Blues have packed it in, mentally uh, at least. Yeah, but, I mean, you're going from you're going from minus 260 to minus 115. I believe regulation's minus 145. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. I think. So if you want to make a case there, you can. But once again, if you're going to win regulation, that means most likely you're up a goal with two minutes to go. You might have a decent shot and empty netter for another 80 cents of value. So yep. I think either is fine. Absolutely true. Uh, Jojo Rabbit said, can't believe that the New York Rangers minus one and a half and the Edmund minus one and a half both hit. Well, the Rangers one was easy. The Edmonton one was the tricky one because you had the empty netter late. 
but but you kind of we've talked about it before you have to factor those in especially yeah. the more the game matters the bigger shot you have of catching an empty netter yeah pretty much but the only thing i know about the rangers game which we talked about carolina still winless on the road and we talked about that yesterday i had i had the rangers first period minus a half at plus 180 in that 13 to 1 parlay which paid out nicely but I, I just couldn't take Carolina. You're looking at a situation where, despite the fact on paper, I do think Carolina's the better team, situations matter. And even though I've roasted the importance of home ice or lack thereof, it does matter to some teams more than others. And Carolina has forgotten how to play how to play hockey when they're on the road. Well, it would appear to be the case. Yep, that's so. absolutely true. Now, 0-5 um, away from Carolina. STM Network says, especially in the playoffs, yep, that's what we talked about. The bigger the bigger the game, more likely you get empty netters. So, mm-hmm. uh, three-way line is minus 150, says Zewa Carter. I don't mind that, but once again, it's the same situation. I think I think Colorado wins probably handily tonight. Okay. Let's talk some basketball. Um, if you want to make a case for St. Louis, by the way, just take the over in Huso saves and hope he stands on his head. Yeah, I think well, I think you take the Uso. Yeah. I think you think the over and Huso saves anyway. It's thirty-one and a half. Well, I don't even know who the backup goalie is at this point. Right. So, right. Uh, Rangers Lightning is a nightmare scenario for Islanders fans. <laughs> Truth is, it's it's a situation where Carolina also beat the Islanders in the playoffs a couple years ago. Of course, in New York, you know, being anti-Rangers hurts, but. Do I really think either team, Carolina or the Rangers, are going to beat Tampa with potentially a healthy Braden point? Probably not. I just think Tampa's on another level. You? Uh, they appear to be right now. They so, they, they appear to be putting they it together the, the President's right Trophy winner without arguably their second or third best player. Yep. Yep. Vassal. That's a problem for the rest of the league. Vassy doing his thing, man. He was doing his thing. Stamkos has been good. Kucherov's been good. But Braden Point's a big piece, and they didn't even need him to beat the number one offense and overall points leader in the league, which I think is a testament to how good this Lightning team actually is. Agreed. So the basketball game tonight, man, are you worried about the injuries no matter what side you've got? This the uncertainty here. I'm more concerned about the injuries for Miami than I am for Boston because the main takeaway I've had in the playoffs – I was a fan of Marcus Smart. I thought that he was a pretty important player going into the playoffs. I think he's just overrated now. Can I say that? Because when he's been out for several games, and you know as Defensive Player of the Year, you assume that with him out, Boston's defense would look worse. But from what we've seen against Milwaukee and Miami, they've had two of their best defensive performances of the season with Smart out of the lineup. So is that injury even as important as people make it out to be? I don't well, know. See, the, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to say I'm gonna, I'm going to make a uh, perhaps a distinction here without a difference. I don't know that Marcus Smart is overrated. He might be overvalued. Okay, that, uh, either way. Now compare that to what Miami has. My question is, who do you think is more valuable to his respective team? Is it Marcus Smart or is it Tyler Hero? Well, I will go you one better. Is it is it is it Hero and Lowry or Smart and Williams? That's a tough one. Because those are the two those are the two guys that are questionable on each side. Well, the Celtics, if you're going to take him, you need Williams to play. I think for this series, I'd actually take Williams and Smart just because of how dominant Williams has been defensively against Bam. Right. And you're looking at what Miami has offensively. 
what do they have offensively? Because Butler, we're assuming, is at 70%. If you want to guess health. He's not on the, injury, he's not on the injury report. I think he's better than that. I, okay, I, okay hoping... either way. Let's put him at 90. Okay. Let's, let's put him at 90. Assume he has a shot to go for 30. Hero's either been awful or injured. Yep. And we're not sure he's even going to play. Right? Then you have Adebayo, who's been a lost cause whenever Williams has been on the court. And when Williams missed one game, he went for 30 points. So assuming Williams is on the court, and Butler gives you 30. What are your other options? What do you have? Well, yeah. That's... I was hoping Struess and Adebayo, and, uh, not Adebayo, Struess and, well, yeah, Adebayo and Oladipo, Oladipo. give you a combined, like, 50? Right, right. Is that your prayer? Like, I, I don't really know what you have. Meanwhile, Boston does have Tatum, who was awful in one game in the series. He's been good in the other games. Him and Brown kind of trade off who's going to suck. That seems how it goes, but they still have two guys who could be good on the same night. Horford's been very good defensively. Williams has dominated on the inside. Pritchard's been good from three. Truth is, I think Boston wins handily tonight. See, that's the thing about about Williams. If Williams plays, it opens up a whole new avenue for Horford. Yeah, because he doesn't he doesn't have to worry about uh, being in the lane as much. Although I think if Williams doesn't play, I think Horford should try to stretch out a bio out and try to, yeah. and try to work on some back cuts. Uh, After how dominant Williams was in the last game against Adebayo, I'm assuming he's playing tonight. Yes, I'm. I'm assuming. I'm. uh, And the lines moved a lot. It went from like minus one to minus two and a half. I'm assuming the the real question is Hero. Of of the four guys, I think Hero is the most likely not to play. I agree. I don't know what your thoughts are on the game, or if you have a premium on it. I love Boston tonight. I think Boston's going to win handily. The line movement has really not surprised me. I said it on a podcast yesterday. I think Boston wins tonight, and I think they win tomorrow. And I think both those games are probably not very close. Miami is a team that really needs to force turnovers in order to compete. Yep, super slide. If they don't force turnovers, they're screwed. But we saw in the last series, Boston against Milwaukee, they choked away that game against Milwaukee. You had the back-to-back. Drew Holiday plays the block and the steal against against Smart. And what happened after that? Boston came out, and they smacked the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's happening right now. Now, you can argue I'm disrespecting Miami, and maybe I am, because I had Boston in six when the series started. I just thought that Boston was the better team. Right. But with the injuries and the lack of offensive punch that Miami actually has, and with Adebayo vanishing half the time, I got to go Boston. I really question how Miami is going to regularly score more than 100 points. You Do you have faith in Miami's offense against this defense? No, not with not with everybody hurt. Z.Y. Carter putting the uh, injury report in. Yeah, that's... All I'm saying is I have more faith in Boston's offense to score against Miami's defense than I do vice versa. They have they have multiple options. They they have Miami doesn't. And that's that's the the problem is they have multiple guys that will step up, you know. That's that's what I liked about this Golden State team. Now, obviously, it didn't happen last night, but they'd been able to have guys step up and uh, and and play and and become scorers. So, uh, what's your take on who's playing? Let's let's start there. Do you agree with me that Hero is the most likely not to play? See, I don't really know what Miami's supposed to do because let's just say that Hero is actually hurt, okay, and he's going to be fifty percent if healthy. Do you think Miami's winning game six on the road? Can't see it. So then, isn't he going to suit up automatically? Yes. Even I if mean, he shouldn't? That's, yeah, perhaps. And even if he is, it might be subtraction by addition. 
Yeah. Um, his hero might suck. I, that, that's the problem. Miami's in a must-win game. Is it a hammy with him? I believe so. Yeah. It was definitely a lower body injury. But I, it's it's a spot where one of your best guys is hurt, but you know this, this might be the final home game you have. Because I'm assuming we would agree if Boston wins this game, I don't know what the spread is. Boston will absolutely demolish this team in game six if they win game if if they win game five. Yeah, this is a, this is as close to a this is close to a must win as a, in a two two series as you're going to find. I think it is, and I think that Miami is going to come up extremely short. Okay, well, you know, I was on Miami from the beginning, but with the, the injury factors, certainly made a difference for me. Yeah, the so. injuries have helped out my Boston, you know, call because Miami's depth was the calling card of this team. Right, and now they've been ravaged by injury. But if you want to talk about the actual spread. Two and a half, I think, is too short based on the fact that we think that Boston's guys are more likely to play than Miami's guys. But yeah. I mean, based on how the matchups have gone, I'm not I'm not just overreacting to game four. But I do think it's telling that Boston was able to go into Miami and win by 30 on the highway. So they're capable of doing that. And if you want to look for alternative numbers here, and based on the amount of blowouts we've had in the playoffs... If you want to look for potentially Boston minus nine and a half Mm -hmm. at plus 235, if you want to go for a big play, Celtics minus 18 and a half at plus 870, and you just expect another NBA blowout because we've gotten that pretty much every game for the last two weeks. Right. I think Miami is more likely to get blown out than Boston. It's not even close. 100% agree with that. So if you want to go with Boston and some alternative huge spreads, I don't hate it because this game might get ugly. Yeah, Super Sly pointed out Duncan Robinson got going last game, a guy that I'd asked about because he was such an integral part of that offense, what, two years ago when they were in the bubble? Yeah. Well, he's um, going to need to play a lot more if Hero's not going to play. Yeah, that's the, that's by the way, that's your answer. Um, if Hero doesn't play, that's who plays. But while he may be able to, if he's hot, match him on the offensive side, can't guard anybody. Uh, he can't guard anybody. That's that's the problem. We've talked about that before with uh, with Duncan Robinson. The uh, only thing Miami had going for it, it played its worst game of the season by far. Oladipo was good. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was it. That that's the only positive you had in the entire game. Uh, and Duncan Robinson. And Duncan Robinson was okay in garbage time. Yeah, that's the problem. It was complete I mean, garbage. You time. got buried. You scored one point in the first like five minutes of the game. Right. So I think Boston defensively is too good. Offensively, they have enough firepower. Assuming Williams plays based on the line movement, I'm assuming he will. I really don't like much about Miami. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, Williams Williams for me is the is the critical side for for Boston because it opens up it opens up Horford oh, Horford opens up Horford to to to, uh, to stretch stretch the floor stretch the offensive side a lot more and that's yeah I will I death. will have money on Boston tonight. Fair enough. I really, I really don't know how I'm supposed to avoid betting Boston. Zewa Carter says, "Be nice to see Al Horford get a ring." Former Atlanta Hawk. Um, seems like a nice guy. I'm okay with that. Again, yeah. um, I don't, I don't, I like, I like this Boston team. Like I said, I, I picked Miami, but I, I like them on a personal level. They don't seem like douchebags. Um, they they like- scare me because I got a Warriors title ticket, but Boston's my team got their ass kicked by them. Why? Because Boston's a very good team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely true. All right, bud. Uh, any final thoughts on that game before we move on to a little baseball? The total confuses me because it could go either way. On one hand, Boston can go for 115. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Miami might score 85. I like the team total under for Miami. Okay. I really don't think they're getting to 100. Okay. All right. I like, you? I like the over in this spot. I think okay. I, I think the... Uh... Was that for both teams or you just think Boston does enough? 
I think I think you have two shots to win it. I think you have I think you have the uh, the one one twenty five one hundred blowout scenario, and I think you have the you know one one twelve one ten scenario. Yeah, I, I the way that I see it, Boston could get to one fifteen. It wouldn't surprise me mm-hmm. if Miami finishes with a ninety. It wouldn't surprise me. And yet, even with a one fifteen to ninety score, you still win. You're over the total. Uh, you, I think so. I think at some point you just you, and you have to keep adjusting those lines. You have to do it. And I yeah. think at some point there's you've got too you're too low. And I think we might the main concern though for the total is going to be can Miami contribute enough? So I'm going to ignore the overall total. Give me the under for the team total. All right, fair enough. Bronco Devil says take the total live. I don't hate that when you see who's pl- that when you see who's playing and how that's going, what that offense looks like. So. All right, very good, my friend. Well, we talked about the uh, we talked about the San Francisco New York Mets uh, game. By the way, by the way, STM Network. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I know you were really mad about whatever it was. This cannot go on. I don't know what it is. So elucidate. Wait, what, what are you talking about? Uh, he said this cannot. What did he put? I'm looking. They for can't the... keep getting away with this. That's yeah, a Breaking they... Bad reference. What's that? That's a Breaking Bad reference. He's talking about the Lightning winning a third cup in a row. Oh, okay. Okay, that's what it was in reference to. Right. You can't keep getting away with this. What was that from? What what, what scene? From Breaking Bad. No, what scene? It's when he's yelling about Walter being able to like get away with doing something wrong, and he never gets punished for it. Who, Hank? Yeah, Okay. Heisenberg. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right, very good. Thank you, son. Appreciate it. Okay. Well, we talked about the Mets game, but the... Uh, you know, Royals game was kind of a back-and-forth affair. Well, it does the annoying part is that we had a farm play on, and, of course, they covered the run line, but not the first five-run one. Gallon was awful. Gallon gave up six runs in six innings. He gave up three well, in the first five. That was, that was the thing, that was is that killer. if you look at the, how the play went, we said going in, if the Dimex get to two, yeah, we might be good. They scored three. So you figure, you know, three with Gallon on the mound, you probably cashed that, what, like 80% of the time? Sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. We still like how the, how the offense performed. Just Gallon was not very good. I make it every time. Oh, Jesse's mad about Walt. That's right. Okay. That yeah. that, that makes more sense. What? Heisenberg. Yeah, but no, I thought it, I thought it was Hank talking about him. It was no. Je- it was Jesse talking about him. That's right. Uh, you, you could, no, no, James. I still have to watch. And I've just, I'm I've not just, caught up either. I'm waiting to binge watch the whole thing. I've just had too much work to do. I'm I'm still having not watched this week. I'm caught up until this week. So. Can you explain the tweet with the guy taking your ticket? Yes. So I also produce content for another company, and that was my boss. And after I hit the 17 to 1 parlay the day before, he basically made a pact with himself. No matter what I'm betting, he's going to tail me. So that was him taking my parlay so he could take a photo of it so he could ride the same parlay with me. And we ended up cashing a 13 to one parlay. So that was the joke. The joke was that my boss <clears throat> saw that I was on a heater and he knew what he had to do, which was piggyback off of all my picks. How, how'd that go uh, for him? Uh, well, it worked out well. No, Bronco, I wasn't bowing to him. I had to put the actual ticket on the table. So I bent over to get the ticket or I, I had to get something out of my bag that was like below the actual uh, desk. All right. Very good. So there you go. Sorry, I had to get my hat ready. I really yeah, I realized my hat was still That's fine. Hanging up there. Um all right. So yeah, kind of a heartbreaker. Again, that's a play that you say, well Game flow was good. 
say we're going to give you we're going to give you three runs in the first five. How often do you make this play? I would say I make it every time. Of course, against against Heasley, and you're looking at the Royals' offense against Gallon. You yeah. got to like your spot. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, we we shouldn't have got fancy. We should have just played the full game. But you know, what you yeah, gonna whatever. Do? All right, <laughs> very good. Um, what do you like tonight? So going through the baseball card, I know that the Yankees are big favorites against the Orioles. I like the Orioles tonight. Okay. If you look at the Yankees lineup, a lot of injuries. And a lot of them happened recently. DJ Omeyu got hurt. Giancarlo Stanton got hurt. We saw Chad Green is getting Tommy John. Chapman is on is on the IL. And they went to extras yesterday, so the bullpen might be a little bit taxed. But I mean you're missing Stanton, you're missing Lemayhu, and the bullpen's a little bit short handed. I wouldn't want to be laying about minus you know, one, what, what are the Yankees at right now? 170, 180? Uh, yeah, it's an outrageous price. I know that Baltimore's not very good as a team, but the Yankees are using, uh, I can't say they're A squad. It's not exactly a like a D squad, so we'll call it a B minus squad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lay 165 with a B minus squad. I'll take Baltimore. Can you tell us about this kid that's pitching? Uh, Sears? Mm-hmm. Can't say that I know much about him. Okay. But that's another angle. You Do you really want to lay 160-something with a guy who is, let's just say, inexperienced because he has yet to go more than one inning in an appearance this season? So it's a Yankees bullpen game following an extra innings game. Yeah, not ideal. A short, with a shortened bullpen, I'll take Baltimore. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this Mets-Giants game again that um, starts – Oh shit! Right now, so never mind. Okay, good save. All right. Uh, yeah, the, 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 I like I like I like the Giants there by the for the record at minus one ten. It starts in like twenty minutes, but don't you just automatically have to look at the Dodgers? I've got I've got I've got two I got two forty five start time on that. Three forty three forty five Eastern. Yeah, you, I see Urias Fetty Wap is at a uh, four p.m. Eastern time. Okay. But I, I got to go with the Dodgers again. I mean, they've been good to me for two nights in a row, but. I mean, the Nationals are awful. You're 5-17 and 17 at home. I know Urias hasn't been as good in re- as he was in recent years. ERA is pretty solid, though. Mm-hmm. But the Nationals' bullpen stinks, and the Dodgers are hitting the ball like crazy. So, yeah, I got to go with the Dodgers again on the run line there. The A's-Mariners game I find fascinating because Ray, I know, of course, as we all know, he's the defending AL Cy Young Award winner. However... He has reverted back to some negative tendencies that he had earlier in his career, mostly walks. He tends to walk a lot of guys again. Yep. Now you're looking at the fact he's against Blackburn and Blackburn's undefeated. And my question is, why the hell is Seattle laying 175? Makes no sense to me. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, well, I mean, you know why it is because Oakland can't score. But they I actually get that, but they, are we they've sure been able Seattle's to score. Gonna score against they've been them? able to score against Seattle. They put up 13 runs in the last two games. So... You know, Oakland maybe struggles to score with everybody else, but they haven't. I don't even mind like a first five play if you want to go for plus a half even no. for the first five, but you got to play something at that price with Blackburn. Yeah, Robbie Ray has not been great. He's given up four or more in three of his last four starts. So, and Blackburn, the uh, besides having great stats, the A's are seven and one in his eight starts, which is impressive when you consider uh, the fact that Oakland overall. Has is, seven wins. Is, is nine games under five. Well, they've got they've got eighteen wins, and seven of them have come with one pitcher. 
Yeah, so. he's got he's got forty plus percent of their wins. That's that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah, Lex, I think Oakland is is a great is a great value spot there. James Mount says Oakland uh Dodgers team total over five and a half. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Alternative run line. Although every time I say that I jinx a pick, so it's my, Fair enough. it's my play of the day, so I'm not going to say anything more about that. That's right. Where's Magellan? We got to know if you should take the Dodgers minus six and a half today. That's right. Well, without Magellan checking in, I worry about it. I Magellan's really the king of Dodgers are going to win this game by 15 runs. Yeah. And it seems like they always win by 15 runs. Absolutely right. So, all right, right buddy. They got there yesterday, though. I think they, what'd they win by yesterday? They five. won by five. Nine, four. Yep. That's a damn shame, but they won handily. Heartbreaker. So keep that in mind. Heartbreaker. Um, or at least hit some. <laughs> Rachel uh, flew Spirit Airlines. <laughs> See, it's a little bit different, though, Truman, because I booked the flights before I hit the parlays. So I I would reevaluate my choices if I hit those before I booked my flights. But I didn't insure the flights, so I was going to be there. First class, there man. I'd, I'd upgrade it to first class. First class is just a regular Spirit flight, but they give you a charger. <laughs> yeah, that's... You no, get not, one outlet. Yeah, not... You plug not, your stuff in. If you're first class on Spirit, you're riding the co-pilot's chair. The most tray likely. is small. There's no outlets. You're making sure that your phone doesn't die on you. The AirPods got to cling to life. Yeah, they really don't have many amenities. I don't think anybody even offered me water when I was on the plane. No, I hope you brought some water. I didn't. I didn't on the way there. So, yeah, I was a little bit parched. Recap today. Take JetBlue over Spirit. Man. That's like minus 250. That's like that's like when the Nash, that's like when the uh when the, when the Nationals play the Reds, <laughs> somebody's got to win. Uh, no, I think the, I think JetBlue is pretty far ahead. They have TVs. Okay, I mean, that's at least something. All right, fair enough. I still think my favorite airline is probably Delta. If I had to pick one, okay, because one t- they bumped me for my Vegas flight one time, but they compensated me with two grand in a Visa card. Nice. It wasn't even credit that I had to use with Delta. They gave me actual currency. Outstanding. That's something I don't I don't think I'll ever see again. No. So Delta won me over from that. That's a good hit. All right. Well, we talked a little bit about our play yesterday. It didn't work out. We would would we hit five in a row? Four in a row? Uh yeah. It was four in a row at least. Five. Yeah, okay. So time to start a new streak. Let's get to it, man. You ready? Yep. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Well, I know you're back home. Everybody's excited to see uh the addition of you being back home. Yeah. So uh yeah, guys, it is time. Once again, you've reached that part in the show where it's time to put your overalls on, get your straw hat ready. Climb aboard your John Deere, get your keys out, fire that bad boy up, because, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is time to bet the farm. All right. Man. Well, we talked about our we talked about our Royals yesterday, and that's all we're going to say. That's all I got to say about that. So we do have a new bet the farm fired up for today, kids, and it is going to be your San Diego Padres. And you are going to get a bonus for listening to this show in real time because I believe this game starts in about 20 minutes, right, Scott? Uh, yes. So let me actually just confirm what the start time is on that. It starts 4:10. Okay, there you go. So get on it. You're being rewarding. You're being rewarded for watching us live. Congratulations. It's going to vanish on YouTube anyway, so you might as well watch. <laughs> That's it. right. It's, uh, by the way, we're getting our we're getting our new software next week. Cool. Maybe maybe the end of this week, but probably next week. So. All right, let's do it. It is time to bet the farm. We're going to take the San Diego Padres on the money line. This price has gone crazy since we first booked it last night. Best price we found available is minus 134. I think there's still some value in there. Padres won five of their last six. They got the uh, they got the big uh, 
Iranian Japanese guy going today. It is you Darvish on the bump for the pods. His home stats have been outstanding. 19.2 innings pitched, 1.37 ERA. On the other side, Ashby going for Milwaukee. He has 21 innings pitched. And I've got Scott his road ERA as six point six one. So he, he occasionally came out of the bullpen. So as a starter, he might have a six plus ERA. Okay, on the road, very, very good. So his starter's ERA uh, on the road six point six one. Padres twelve and two in their last fourteen games against a left-handed starter. Very very solid. I like the Padres. I like the way they're playing, and I like them in this game as well. So that's going to do it. For the farm play, take the Padres and get yourself down, kids. You got 15 minutes. Let's get it on. Take the Padres on the money line for our bet the farm play. That's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. Appreciate everybody stopping by to check us out. As always, don't forget to tell your friends, share us on social media, like and subscribe, all that good shit. When we appreciate each and every one of you, I wish all you guys good luck on all your plays today. Come back and see us tomorrow once again, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will do our very best to help you guys in that journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you then. Mm -hmm.